Hello and welcome back to the Nash and Pine Sports Chat. We have got another action-packed episode for you guys this week. I'm your host, Wilson Times sports reporter Andrew Schnitker. Joining me is sports editor Paul Durham. Paul, we talked about this last week, but this time in December, uh, of year in December, late November, early December, we get a lot of really good local basketball action, a lot of um, kind of cross-area action between the teams here, and we've already seen some really good games so far. Yeah, we do. This is uh, ever since Bettingfield went to a different conference than Hunt and Fight, they've always played early in the season. So that's made for a lot of fun in December for high school basketball, and it all kind of leads into the uh, end of the month Christmas tournaments, the Ferris and Thomas Holiday Tournament, formerly the Eastern Carolina Classic, the second oldest holiday Christmas tournament in the state, or at least in the eastern part of the state. Um, so that, that's what we're leading up to. So there's a lot of fun things going on, a lot of teams getting to play each other. You know, Fike playing Southern Nash, they used to be in the Big East Conference together, and now Fike's in the Quad County, Southern Nash is in the Big East, but it's a 2A, 3A. Anyway, lots of good things coming up. Benningfield's going to play Green Central this week. They're also going to play Fike and Hunt again. Um, so a lot of hectic stuff going on in early December. It's, uh, it's another big game every time you uh, every day of the week, it just seems like. Well, in that Fike-Bettingfield matchup, we already got one of those last Friday. The matchup between the girls certainly delivered. Bettingfield got out to a big lead in the second quarter. Ended up being a really close game in the fourth. Fike fought back. Uh, Bettingfield won it by five. They're going to play again this coming Friday. You would think they have they, that has to be the two favorites to meet in the championship game of the Ferris and Thomas Holiday Tournament, which will be at Betting Field toward the end of the month. Probably the two best girls basketball teams in our area this year. Two teams with legitimate aspirations of winning their conferences and going on deep playoff runs. And I'd have to say that um, that first game between them delivered, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, no doubt. I think um, I think you're right on the spot. I think Fike and Bettingfield should be the favorites to win their conference, respectively, um, the Quad County and the New Six. Um, obviously, Bettingfield won it last year, so and they didn't lose a game. Um, and that's it. But, I mean, yeah, they should be the best. Um, probably will play in the championship. I just don't think you can overlook Southern Nash. And, I mean, you know, Hunt's played – really bad early on in the season losing by 80 points to Rocky Mount but um that's you know they've got athletes so anything can happen in the Christmas tournament I really would not count Southern Nash out so we're kind of hoping we're going to see that but we've got at least one more matchup with Fike and Bettingfield in the regular season and uh and then another matchup with uh, Hunt on Friday night no, Fike, I think Bettingfield and Hunt is tomorrow. I oh, think I'm Fike, sorry. Fike Bettingfield is Friday. It's, and it's, it's all, chaotic, man. I've, this lost, is, I've lost track of all the I games. mean, this is a hectic week for us. I mean, we've got – well, I mean, we're recording on Monday. This will be out on Wednesday, so it will already happen. But, like, Tuesday we've got oh, we've Hunt, Bettingfield. We've got Greenfield, Wilson Christian Girls under a we, belt we've got gre- We had Greenfield, Wilson Christian Girls tonight. T- Tuesday we've got Hunt, Bettingfield, and Fike Southwest Edgecombe. Thursday we've got – uh, Bettingfield Green Central and Friday we've got Fike Bettingfield. So yeah, this there there is a a lot coming the way this week. But I, I you know I think both Bettingfield and Fike have a, a lot to be pleased with so far this year. If you're Bettingfield, the big thing is Denisha Briggs has played really well. But the last two games, 
she hasn't been the leading scorer. I think it was um, K.J. Hill, and then in, in the game against Fike, it was T.J. Harris knocking down five threes, scoring 21 points. So that, I think that's a big thing for Bettingfield this year is having other people show that they're capable of stepping up and delivering when other teams, you know, really go hard to try to defend and take away Denisha. Yeah, I think that, well, I think you saw some of that last year as well. You know, she didn't, she wasn't scoring 30 points every game. So, you know, they get away with a little bit more in that conference. I think what they're showing early on this year is that they are probably one of the three or four teams in the 2A East that need to, uh, that need to be reckoned with. And, you know, they're going to go as far as they can based on what she can do. But right now, if they get more players involved in scoring, it's going to be huge. I mean, Pinky Marshall is going to get her points every game. So, Yeah. Um, that, that would be helpful. Fike, same thing. They, they've got to figure out where the ball needs to go. Fike really needs to learn more about how to play with each other. Fike could be better later on in the season. Because Jamaria Freeman coming in there, that's got some, some – Furniture's got to be moved around that room to make it all fit and work. And so they're just sort of sorting it out right now. Yeah, and I think you really have kind of seen a little bit so far of, yeah, there, there's going to need to be more consistency, and I think there will be more consistency But as it goes along for Fike. But I, I think you, you can see the flashes that having Jewel Brewington and Jamaria Freeman in that backcourt together is going to be a really special mix for that Fike team. Um, looking at the boys' side of things from that fike Bettingfield game on Friday night, Bettingfield wins. Takes, I believe that was Bettingfield's first win over Fikes in boys' basketball since 2019. It's a down-to-the-wire game. Uh, Bettingfield showed some really good composure in that game. They were up as much as seven in the fourth quarter. Fike cut it to one with back-to-back threes, but Bettingfield kind of, you know, they never lost the lead in the fourth quarter. Actually, never after they took the lead in the second quarter, they never lost it. Responded to every one of Fike's runs with you know just enough to keep them in front. Ended up winning. It was a cool scene. There was a really jubilant celebration because I mean you look at Bettingfield boys basketball. You know, second year for head coach Anthony Burns. It's really been kind of a rebuilding process in terms of for a lot of these guys just kind of teaching. The game of basketball, I think they made some strides as the year went along last year, and there were some games where it was like, well, we did a lot of things right, but we just couldn't get the result. And now this year, you know, they start early on with a crosstown rivalry win that I think really could be a good building block for Bettingfield. Well, when you win two games all season and you win one game in your first three games to start the next season, that's that's a lot of excitement. So. And, you know, Fike's just got to figure it out. They're, they're, they kind of remind me of the Hunt girls. They've got some pieces. They just had not put it together. They've got players back from last year. Now, granted, they didn't win a lot of games last year, but they've got players who are experienced and have played together. And that counts for a lot in high school sports. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Golden Demons. Um, that was a little bit of a disappointment, I guess, for them to lose to Betty Field, but they'll get another crack at them this week. Yeah, they'll be at home this week. But it- – you know, I think for Bettingfield, there's you know that's a lot of excitement and good feelings for them going forward. So we'll see how the Bruins follow that up this week with the matchups against Green Central and you know again Fike. Looking to you know you mentioned we had that Wilson Christian Greenfield girls game tonight. Wilson Christian wins it. Uh, been kind of tough for Greenfield lately. Serenity McNair, their best player, one of the best players in this area, 
in the state really has been out with an ankle injury so been tough sledding for them Wilson Christian the girls are coming off that win in the Charger Christmas Classic on Saturday and the boys win the tournament for the I believe the first time right first since time they've had it since yeah it started not the 20th it's the 20th version of it uh, but I guess they didn't have it during the COVID year but they um, yeah the first time they've ever won it so big big excitement and, they, and half the time they don't even play in the championship game so really big news for coach Kevin Zander and his Chargers to win that uh, that home tournament um, but the real story there is what was in the uh, hospitality room. You didn't make it out there, so you can't give a report. No, we would have we would have to uh, have Tom Ham on here for that, and we uh, at least for now that is something that is yet he to happen. We would probably write a story on that on just the uh, on the the hospitality room menu alone. Yeah, I think if we asked him to, he Without could give much us a prodding. Phone. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you. I, I told I told you this Saturday though. I bet you he still had his popcorn. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's the given. It's yeah. always popcorn in a Mountain Dew. If you see Tom Ham, you want him to make him happy. Buy him some popcorn if you see him at a contest. Yeah, he's always got it. He's yeah, he's always got to have his popcorn. That'll make his day. But you know, I think it's a you know, it, so far so good for the Wilson Christian girls. There's probably a little bit of coming together that they need to do. But team with high expectations has mostly looked the part. And for the boys, you know. I talked to Kevin Zander when it, for, before the season, and winning that Christmas tournament was one of those specific goals that they set because they'd never done it before. So, you know, maybe they can take a step forward this year. Yeah, well, they, you know, they played in a championship game not that long ago. I can't remember exact year, uh, but it's been in the last five or six years, I think. And so they, uh, you know, they've got the ability to do that. It's just a matter of, you know, the problem with Wilson Christian is the boys' program is overshadowed by the girls. There's been so many great girls teams with the volleyball and the soccer and the basketball is just sort of dominating that association. So, um, you know, I mean, good to see the Chargers get uh, get some uh, trophies of their own. But let's say the team that really is uh, has a really big week this week, I think, is the Wilson Prep uh, teams. Well, both of them, really, as they plan to go in. They've got a, a big showcase Saturday night, the Hoop State Showcase that they'll be hosting all day Saturday. But before then, tomorrow, man, they've got one of their big – this probably the biggest game of the season for them so far. They have to go to North Edgecombe, go up to Leggett tomorrow early in the year. Um, they've battled North Edgecombe every year. They've been in the uh, NCHSA and the 1A Taronic Athletic Conference. And, man, I guarantee you North Edgecombe can't wait to host Wilson Prep after last year, beat Wilson Prep early on, but then had it all taken back by the Tigers late in the season. And uh, so they, they're going to tip it off, uh, the, the Roanoke up there at Leggett. And, man, that's a, that's a game Wilson Prep, if they can win that game, you got to feel they got to feel pretty good about their chances in that conference. Yeah, that's a hell of a matchup to kick off. Uh, Tarroanoke Athletic Conference play with because like you mentioned I was at the game at Wilson Prep last year that they lost um, and that was a you know not not a very good performance for Wilson Prep I don't I it think was there early. was it was like this it was early there there was some frustration I think there might have been a little bit of a, a dressing down in the post game but it again it you know this is a really big matchup to determine that conference these two teams had some battles last year. I'm sure North Edgecombe is thinking, you know, hey, these guys lost a lot of pieces. 
this is our shot. Maybe we can get them. And Wilson Preps thinking, you know, hey, look, this is our chance to show, yes, we lost some pieces, but we can still come together and be really good. And this is an early chance to make a statement for some of these new guys. Well, and, you know, Coach Anthony Atkinson is, is all about scheduling really tough competition early in the year. And that's that's a great thing, but you don't want you guys to get beat up too bad. Now, I don't think Wilson Prep guys are going to have any problems with confidence. I mean, they're, you know, two years away from winning the state championship. Those guys know what that legacy is all about. You got Ant Atkinson running the show over there. I mean, they're not going to, you know, get discouraged too easily, even if they get, you know, beaten up early on. And that's what, you know, they had to play Greenfield. They played Farmville Central. They went down to uh, the Outer Banks to play the good guys versus cancer on uh, Saturday and beat Northeastern, Elizabeth City Northeastern, a 2A program, playing their first game. Beat them pretty good and probably could have beat them by 40 points. Ant said if they made shots, that they, you know, easy shots that they missed. So they got a big win, get a little momentum, going to play North Edgecombe, got another game against Rocky Mount Prep, and then they host their showcase and get to play Farmville Central again. So I'll be very curious to see what Wilson Prep does second time around against Farmville Central after losing by about 20. I forgot what the score was. It was a good 20-point loss to the you know, multiple 2A state champion Jaguars that also still have plenty of talent and will probably win it again this year. So we'll see how it goes. Wilson Prep girls, ugh, tough, tough. Uh, this this whole thing was set up when uh, things were different. And uh, a game against Farmville Central, you know, with that team that they had last year would have been very interesting. First game of the season this year, they lost by about 60. They're going to do it again this Saturday. So Godspeed for the Lady Tigers in that one. Hopefully they'll get it together. They definitely don't need to get their confidence sapped early on. So... Um, they'll have a chance to play some uh, some games this week before they see Farmville Central again Saturday. Yeah, yeah, important and, and week Greenfield's for them. Greenfield's in that tournament too. They're also playing on Saturday against Raleigh Christian, the team that beat them to start the season. It, it might be easier to find a tournament in Eastern North Carolina that the Greenfield boys basketball team is not playing in this month. Yeah, they're playing in all the big uh, big events, and Wilson Prep's playing in a lot of those too. Yeah, I mean, you know, Greenfield's down there, the good guys versus cancer, and went zero and two, two really tough teams that they play, including the number thirty nine ranked team in the nation, St. Anne's Belfield, out of uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah, well, that, that's I mean, my point. Well, and that's why that's the way Rob Salter likes it. I mean, he likes to play the you know these gauntlets right. early in the season to get ready for the conference, playing to get ready for. You know, a team that expects to compete for that NCISAA state championship. They do. First year at 2A level. We'll see how that goes for them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't really bet against Greenfield right now. Yeah. No, I, I certainly would not, especially with some of the depth. mainly because you won't find anybody to take bets on high school basketball. I'm sure you could if you tried, <laughs> but I have I have yet to try and do not plan on trying. No, so, don't do that, yeah. please. That would be a bit of a conflict of interest for me, but but probably that that might can count as insider trading too if you, if we were to start doing that. So right. you know that's just. Uh, I don't even know where you find a spread for those games. So. Yeah, you probably have to make it. But anyway, I digress. We we do not bet on, nor do we endorse betting on high school athletics. Please don't do that. Um, two other, another you know program that's got kind of a big week ahead is you know for Hunt. Um, the girls are just really trying to get things together like we talked about. You know, they have have some good pieces with Tyasia Taylor back at point guard. You got Kayla Haley in that front court, but man, it's been tough for them. They're 0-4, and you look at this week, they've got Bettingfield again. We we've talked about Bettingfield. We know what they are, what they can do. 
And then they've got a return engagement with that Rocky Mount team in Rocky Mount on Thursday. I mean, I don't I don't think Hunt can probably come close to beating Rocky Mount. I think that's kind of just about can you be better than you were in that 80-point loss to them a couple weeks ago and show some progress? Because, I mean, look, Rocky Mount is on a very short list of contenders for the 3A Girls Basketball State Championship in North Carolina this I'm gonna year. I'm going to go ahead and give it to them. Yeah, I mean, Pam Ganey's got a she's got a force over there, and I mean, you know, and truthfully, I don't know what Hunt gets from that. I mean, you know, whatever they're going to schedule Rocky Mount, that's fine, but it's it's not like oh well, they're going to get better as a result of playing them. They're probably not. I mean, I don't, you know, what do you gain from losing by eighty points? Yeah, that's 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 tough. So, yeah, but you know, the one thing about Hunt is, like I said. They've got good players. They've got good athletes. I don't know that all of them are necessarily basketball players first and foremost, but they're good athletes, and they understand how to compete at high levels. They just need to get it all together, as Coach Creech said early on, cohesiveness. Yeah. That's what they like. That's what they need. Well, and the interesting one in that is going to scoring. Yeah, that's, that's generally something you need in basketball. But um, the interesting one for me in that one on Thursday, too, is going to be the rematch between the Hunt and Rocky Mount boys because the first game, Hunt got off to a really bad start. I mean, I think Rocky Mount was up like 20 to nothing. And Hunt ended up making some runs in that game, making it a close game. Never could quite get over the hump. And, of course, you know, it's kind of hard when you spot a team 20 points to start out with. So that one for Dwight Taylor's group, I think, is one where you can really look to see some improvement. And, you know, if Hunt doesn't start, Terribly, I, I think that could be a big, potentially be a big road win for them. Well, I mean, and that's the thing about basketball, even at high school, I mean, heck, even at the NBA level, it's such a long season and things go through it. And it's chemistry is so huge in basketball because any sport that's played where things are working quickly, you have to have that chemistry. You have to have players who understand how to play with each other and to know what to do without, you know, being told. And that's, that's a hard thing to do. Well, at Hunt, you've got Drew Pittman, who's reunited with his old middle school uh, teammate, Dayden Sutton, and, and Alex Spade, who's also at Hunt. And Dayden came back from Wilson Prep, so he's there. He's in the mix. And those guys have played together. They haven't played together in two years. You know, a lot, there's a lot of water under the bridge in that time. And so you've got something. you know, you got a freshman, Austin uh, – the last name I can't remember on the floor out there who didn't play with them last year. You got Jordan Scott who's playing a lot more. Again, roles have to be developed and, and, and you know, lived into. And they've got to sort of work their way into these roles and understand what to do. So it's going to take a while for Hunt to get there. I think Coach Taylor knew what he was talking about because he knows exactly how to coach Hunt basketball. I haven't done it for almost 30 years. He said, but, you know, by the time they get to Christmas, he thinks his team can be pretty good. He just needs to have some games. He did not sweat that loss to Rocky Mount too much. You know, obviously he wants his team to play good every time out. But he knew those are the kinds of games that they're really going to gain something from. On the other side of that coin, the Hunt girls playing Rocky Mount, I don't know if they're getting anything from that. But well, the boys are getting a lot by playing well, Rocky Mount. And, I mean, that's the thing with the Hunt girls. I mean, you you schedule these games. You know, the athletic department schedule these games. The boys and girls are going to play them. I I think you know it's more. I know you know in talking with uh, Rocky Mount boys head coach Michael Ganey after that game. I know he and Dwight like to play against each other. Oh yeah, well that's one of the you know that's one of the leftovers when Hunt and Fike went to the Quad County. You know they they still Rocky Mount Northern Nash and uh, Southern Nash 
they all, you know, they still want to play. I mean, you know, it's also those teams always had great uh, battles um, in the old Big East, and so yeah, why wouldn't you want to play those? So I mean, Hunt by virtue of that, Hunt and Fike are loading up their non-conference slate, you know, by by playing just their old team. Rocky Mountain Southern. Now, I mean, Big East uh, conference. Hunt mates. Hunt did a home and home with Rocky Mountain. Fike did a home and home with Southern Nash, and good chance that we'll see. I think pretty good chance we'll see Hunt and Southern Nash boys playing in the championship game the way the bracket's drawn up of that of that Christmas tournament. Yeah, I would think so. Um, Southern Nash will play Beddingfield first and Hunt will play Fike first. I, w- I would pick Hunt and Southern Nash right now. Yeah, I would right now. Um, Beddingfield, I mean, they're just, I'm telling you, they're going to knock somebody off somewhere along the way. No, I mean that Beddingfield's a scrappy team. They they've got you know some good guys. You've got some guys that have stepped up from early, like Isaac Petaway and Tavon Edwards. But uh, you look at that Southern Nash team with Jordan Vick. What did what did he have the other night? Like forty five. Forty five. I'm I'm just not sure. You know, as improved as they are, I'm not sure Beddingfield has somebody that can run with Jordan Vick. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, they 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 have a lot of uh, growing to do to get to that and, point. I'm and, just saying. There's not as much gap between Ben. No, definitely not. They've and, uh, they've taken Nash a step forward. Year. They played each other last year, I think, in the semifinal or the uh, third place game. I think that's right, and that's that's not a knock on Bettingfield. There's a lot of high school basketball teams out there who don't have anybody who can run with Jordan Vick. No, he's definitely one of the better players in the uh, in the eastern part of the state in uh, in, in in all of classifications. Well, um, to wrap this up, we'll move over to the college ranks, looking at. Barton for the Barton women's basketball team it it's been tough sledding overall they dropped to start they dropped to 1 and 7 with a 20 point loss at home to Fayetteville State tonight but you know looking at them and talking with head coach Wendy Saintsing it's kind of been almost expected that things would be tough for them in the early going Lauren Walker is the only player back right now who played meaningful minutes last year you lose your All-American center in Janika Peter or Shanika Peterkin. You lose Jami Thom, who was a really good player for you. Akira Wiggins, Michelle Ganey. That's four really good starters from last year. And I think the biggest issue so far this year for Barton is they just have not had any kind of inside game, which is what traditionally they've been built on, is kind of being able to get downhill, get in the paint, and kick it out for some threes. Yeah. They definitely have a lot of replacement, <laughs> a lot of points and rebounds to replace from last year, and, and it's just going to take time for them to figure out how to, to get it together and, and do it. Um, but they're not going to get any sympathy from anybody having rampaged through that conference these last few years. So that's you know that's that's where they're at. Nobody's going to feel sorry for them or take it easy on them in that league. And it's just you know they're just going to have to figure out how to get it going. I mean, there's no slowing down. They'll they'll take a little break over the holidays, but then you know, then you go right back at it. I mean, they've got to play Shawan at home on Wednesday. That's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah. So. Well, they've got a few more games before they get yeah. the break, and then they have a Christmas or New Year's Eve uh, afternoon game on the 31st. That's right. But on yeah, the, on right, the road, as soon as January starts, first week of January, it's like boom, boom, boom. You're right in it. Yeah. Well, and well, at least hopefully this year the the Barton basketball teams won't have to you know knock on wood that we don't have another surge that lengthy COVID shutdown. If you remember that both programs had last week when they missed like 
a few weeks in a row or something like that. Yeah, oh, the last year, yeah, this time last was year. crazy. It was it was just going on. You know, the whole early part of last year was just fraught with uh, a lot of uh, in the basketball season. Remember, it was like wondering if it was even going to get off the ground. Cause well, because there was some getting shut down. Well, the Quad County tournament conference didn't even play their conference tournaments because they had to use that for right. that week for makeup games, which. But there's also snow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and knock on wood that we won't have anything like the surge that we saw this time of year last year. I really hope we don't because knock on wood, I still have never had COVID. So, uh, oh, hope, yeah, hoping that, uh, that does not. But I hope we get some snow. Some snow would be nice. We had that one, um, I think it was like a Friday night last year. We got like five inches or something. That was kind of cool. Yeah, but, I don't think it was even five inches. It was supposed to be, but it wasn't. I think it I think it was, but I think it was gone. It was one of those where, like, it it snowed on Friday night and was gone on Sunday. But that's par for the course in North Carolina. But before we we start with our uh, visions of snow, we do have one more team to talk about, and that's the Barton men who – I talked to Ron Levens twice last week, and he twice used the phrase up and down like the stock market to describe his team in the early going. But, you know, they've had some things he wants to see them be more consistent with like rebounding, taking care of the ball, not having a lot of turnovers. And they did those things well in a big road win over North Greenville on Saturday. They're 2-0 and in Conference Carolina's play. They've got a few guys back from last year's team who have been playing really well. You look at Marcus Boykin, who had 27 points in that game on Saturday. He's off to an incredible start. Donovan Harrison and um, Trayvon Spencer, too, so... I think if they can really, you know, keep bringing it together, finding that consistency with the pieces they have, and you look at the way, I think last year they finished with 11 of wins in their last 16, so I think Barton men have a chance to have a pretty good year this year. Yeah, and they are having a good year. I mean, they had that truly awful game against uh, Elizabeth City State that just was as bad as it could be. I think they only scored 48 points. I, Which, it I, happens. I, I mean, could not. I, I went back as far as I could in the archives. I couldn't find the last time they scored less than 50 points in a game. It's been over a decade, over 12 years. So, and I, Hey, man, I was at that um, – when I was in college, I was at the uh, – infamous NC State game where they only scored 24 points. So sometimes you just have that perfect storm kind of game where nothing right. nothing goes right. But the good thing about that, those is they only count for one loss. Yeah, and it's a non-conference loss. I mean, what Barton really has is great guard play. I mean, they, they're veteran, solid uh, trio, Trayvon Spencer, Donovan Harrison, and Marcus Boykin that's starting. And then they got a lot of other pieces that have come in, and they just need to get this group, again, sort of on the same page, everybody learning their roles, and that just comes with them playing. They're going to win games early on because their backcourt knows what they're doing. They're, they're played together for three years. And so, and Marcus is tough. He's, you know, he, they need to find somebody in the front court that can rebound as tough as he can. And then they'd really be going off and uh, doing what Coach Levency loves, which is play defense and rebound. Well, so... Well, and I mean, in, in college basketball at any level, really, you know, you have good guards and you have experience. I mean, that that's golden right there. Yeah, and that's what every coach wants, uh, especially in the in the spring of the year or the early uh, late winter or early spring when it's tournament time. You want to have those experienced guards. So, I mean, you know, right now Barton just, you know, they got to get through the season. They got to try to grow. They got to be poised for when the time comes to maybe make a run and uh, – 
get back in the NCAA tournament for for the first time in several years. So, yeah, no, I think that's definitely something that they are capable of. Um, we're probably capable of talking about more things like snow and COVID and hospitality rooms tonight, but I think we will wrap it up for this week here. We will be back next week to talk to you guys about all of the action that we've got coming up this week, plus more to come. Again, December is a great time in this area for high school basketball. You know, you've, you've looking for something to do, looking for some entertainment. Definitely recommend getting out to a game, but I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye.